world's on fire, our culture's disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey, good Monday morning here. By the way, we talked the other day about the Ides of March. Today's the 20th, right? Today's the 20th, tomorrow's the 21st, first day of spring, if I understand it right. So uh, Reggie and Stephanie and all you former pagans out there, high holiday for the, for the wicked side. I wonder if I could somehow broadcast my show live tomorrow morning, hmm, where you could see the winter, where the sun comes so over at the, I'm thinking and talking, and, and you guys said, what's he talking about? Uh, the Circle Mounds in Newark, Ohio, when the sun comes up on the on the equinox, which is today, when the sun comes up tomorrow morning, it comes up in this very small area at this huge mound where they sacrifice. Well, you guys don't even know what I'm talking about. I don't think I can pull that off. It'd be interesting to do it. It's chilly here. Been chilly all weekend, unbelievably cold all weekend. We had a, we had a, man, we had a great weekend. I had a great weekend. I don't know about everybody else. We had maybe... I never really got a good firm count. We had maybe 20 guys, 25 guys, maybe as many as 30. Some came, some went. Some were able to stay for a while. Some, And uh, it, it's, it's just really good. It's just really, really good. And I, I can't impress upon all of us enough to understand the importance of, uh, of fellowship. And we, we were together, and I'm going to tell you, we, uh, it wasn't a bunch of folk. Uh, uh, how do I say this? Uh, phony Christianity. Like, you know, you guys ever go to your church and you have a men's breakfast at your church? You know how phony it is, right? Everybody comes in there and, you you, you know, you pray a little bit and, you, you know, then you talk about the Bengals, you talk about the Buckeyes and somebody shares a little bit of a message and you go home and you really don't even know anymore than you went and you went. Well, this was a time of really, really good deep fellowship. And I think some guys probably built relationships with guys that they knew through the queue but never really had a chance to sit down and spend some time with him. We had, we had a wonderful time. We did some we did some work, although not a lot of work. We had a garage cleaned up. We did some work out in the woods. It was so cold. It was so it rained on uh get my days right. It rained on Friday and it was cold, windy cold on Saturday. But we got some we got some work done. So I I um thankful to everybody who came. Uh guys, some guys came a long way, man. Some did. And just appreciate it. And I know that you were blessed for it. I got to tip my hat, especially to Clay took care of all the food. See, as soon as I start doing this, I'm going to get in trouble. I'm going to forget people. But Clay did Clay did yeoman's work on the food. I appreciate him uh, spending a lot of money. Just kidding, Clay. Just kidding. But again, the fellowship, Dave Allison came down. I'm going to play a video. Get it, get it ready, Jonathan. In fact, if you can't, it says video on it. Because we're going to, we're going to unleash this thing on the world. And Jonathan and Jared, I'm going to have to talk to you, talk to you guys. Because I believe that this has the ability to go viral. Now, Dave Allison, who's the guy standing there with a the guitar, 
Folks, listen, we have not completed this video yet, okay? We haven't completed it. And some of you missed out on it. There were more guys than there were here. And uh, Dave Allison, who's a musical genius, in my opinion, he, he said, okay, guys, we're going to sing this song. It's about the J6ers, right? We know that when Paul and Silas got in jail, what'd they do? Anybody remember? What did Paul, what happened when Paul and Silas got in jail? What'd they do? You're right. They prayed. And what happened? The prison doors were open, right? And so Dave Allison comes up with this. He he redoes this song. And we're going to get this thing done professionally. Well, Jared and those guys are going to do it. We're going to get the lyrics under it. We're going to get some Coach Dave logo stuff in it. And we believe this thing's going to go viral. Because remember, we prayed, right, for justice for those J6ers. And now all we gotta do is now that we've now that we've prayed, now that we believe, we just gotta we gotta push forward with it. So this is a one minute and twenty-three second clip. We never practiced it. We did it one time. Dave Dave taught us the words. We did it one time, and we are believing that the Lord's gonna open the prison doors and let those guys out. So hold your ears. Oh, you don't have to hold your ears. One minute and twenty-three seconds. Dave is a guy with a guitar. This is his masterwork. Uh Look at the size of that sword I'm handing there in the middle. And uh, let's listen to it. Go. All right, here we go. One, two, three, go. Shake it up, Jesus. Shake it up, Jesus. Sing and shout. Sing and shout. Holy Spirit, get those J6ers out, get the J6ers out, blow the steel and stone, steel and stone, and change their vows, change their vows, come on, Holy Spirit now, Holy Spirit, bring those jail walls down, jail walls down. So that's our video. Let let those walls fall down. Let those J6ers out. And we're going to get Jared and the boys to cook that thing up. And hey, look, I'm sorry for some of you. We had a timing issue, right? Not everybody could be there at the same time. So there were some guys who didn't make the video because they weren't there at that time. And now you're all mad at me because you didn't get to be in the video. We didn't even know we were going to do it. And Dave said, "Ah, let's do this. So so that's what it is. So uh, Jonathan, you got to make sure Jared and those guys do their magic and get that thing up and up and roll it for. We had a couple of Russians in there. We had a. Uh, it was. It, it was good. Hey, listen. Busy three weeks. I'm in the midst of a busy three weeks. Next week, next Friday and Saturday, we're going to be at the Kentucky Huddle. Throw that up there real quick, Jonathan. I don't know why you guys aren't coming. It's a. We have right now maybe I haven't looked at the latest numbers. Maybe 75 people signed up to come. I thought we'd have 575. I can't. I can't believe people won't come in here. Carrie Made and Sherry Tenpenny and Tom Renz and the Resistance Chicks. But we, hey, we're we're doing it. We're going for it. We'd love for you to come and join it. And as I as I said the other day, 
It's not just going to be these people talking all the time. Sherry Tenpenny is going to speak for an hour, and then she's going to take questions and answers. And you're going to be able to say, hey, Dr. Tenpenny, uh, what about this? And she's going to answer that for you. And then when she gets done after her two-hour session, we'll eat and slap each other on the back and tell some lies. And then Tom Renz will come in there. And Tom Renz will talk about uh, medical freedom and what happened. And you're wondering, say, uh, you're, you're sitting there right now and you're thinking, golly, do I have any recourse? I lost my job. My husband lost my job. And, uh, and when Tom Renz gets through making his hour production, then he's going to have an hour question and answers. And you're going to be able to say, this happened to me at my job. Do I have any recourse? And you're going to get free legal advice from Tom. Well, I, I can't for the life of me figure out why people aren't standing in line to get in. And Carrie Mata is going to do the exact same thing regarding what was in the vaccine. You took it. What do you do? How do we go from there? How do we best take care of it? She's going to do an hour, and she's going to do an hour Q&A. Resistance chicks, they're going to do, they're preppers. They have chickens and roosters and crows, and I mean, it's what they do. And so they're going to do an hour, same, same thing. And it's going to be unbelievably great fellowship. The church is going to provide the meals for us, so you don't even have to leave to get a meal. That's coming up this weekend. Looking forward to it. We're going to have a great we'll have a great time. And if some of you, you know, if you have questions about housing, all that kind of stuff, text me, email me, whatever, and I'll get you, I'll get you some help on that. And then the next week, the next week, where are we the next week, uh, Jonathan? Why, we're Tom Dunn's through the black presentation, out of the darkness, spiritual warfare conference in Brookville, Ohio, at the Pastor Neil Peterson's church. That's the next weekend. And then two weekends after that, we are in Wisconsin for Rob Pugh's The Great Pushback Against the Great Reset. He's having uh, uh, Sharam Hadian, I get it, uh, Mike uh, Spalding, Coach Dave, John Dislin, Alex Newman, another all-star show. Maybe you guys are, maybe you guys are all, maybe you're all informationed out. I don't know. I don't know. To be honest with you, I, I really don't know. I know that that the we had rich, rich, rich fellowship this weekend. That 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 room was just buzzing with men encouraging one another, rubbing shoulders with each other. And uh, I'm going to do more of them. In fact, I'm thinking about launching. You ready for this? I think I'm going to start launching Saturday Night Live. And what's that going to be? That's going to be a huddle. I'm just, I'm just going to open it up in in Ohio. Anybody wants to come? We're doing Saturday Night Live. Boom! And, it, and it's going to be it's going to be church without being church. You know what I'm saying? Huh? It's going to be church without being church. We're going to get together Saturday Night Live. I got to get it on schedule now that the weather's getting nice. I'm going to get a tent. We're going to put it up, and every Saturday night we're going to have Saturday Night Live, and we're going to come. And it's going to be a place where you're going to be able to bring those people who are on the edge, who are just starting to wake up, just starting to wake up. And they're going to come to Saturday Night Live, and they're going to run into a tent full of people who understand what's going on, like a Minavisa car, who understand the times in which they live and know what it is that Israel needs to do. That's what we're going to do. I'm going to launch that coming coming up here soon after I after I get my my feet under me. So, um, um, God, I got a lot going on. A lot of, got a lot of notes I want to talk to you about. I want to share with you here. And and uh, Myra's got her hand up in there. So let me let me get that out of the way. See what's going on. What's up, Myra? Or did you not? Can't hear you. Now you should. In regard to Dave Allison's son and the video you just um, showed, it, 
How beautiful. Uh, Psalm 101.4, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. All ye lands serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his princes with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God, and it is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people <clears throat> and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gate with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Hallelujah. Amen, 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 amen. Okay, look, I'm going to get hard on you here for a minute, okay? Hard. I'm going to get stern with you here. I'm going to get rough with you here, okay? It's, uh, look, it, it's needed. Look, hey, listen. You can go... Look, go get on the YouTube and go find somebody who's going to stroke your back and make you feel good. This is not the venue. This isn't it. And if you don't like the presentation, go find somebody you like, okay? Not, it's not hurting my feelings. But I feel there's an anointing on me, boys and girls. And the anointing on me is a harsh anointing. It's a harsh one. And not everybody likes it. But I'm going to tell you this. If you want to get yourself spiritually in shape, you're probably not going to get it from a nurse nanny. You're probably not going to get it, especially men. If men are going to be, are going to be, pardon me, if you're going to get, if you're going to bone up and get ready to engage in a war, then this is the place. If you want to just have your toes tinkled, then this is not the place. All right. I was watching myself on a video the other day. I thought, dang, I yell a lot. I yell. No wonder people don't like it. They don't like being yelled at. I don't like being yelled at. That's the style. It's who I am. It's what I do, man. It's what I do. Go someplace else. You don't like it. Because can I tell you something? Most of you and most of us will not change our lives until we're uncomfortable enough that we have to do it. We have to do it. Amen. And I'm, I'm thinking about uh, our new buddy, George McCloy, who can't shut his daggone mouth because for such a time as this, he's been awakened and he cannot shut his mouth and he doesn't care who he offends. When in the church, we're always concerned about who we might offend. Mm. And we got in this mess because they've told us that we're not to offend. We're to be nice. Coach, share it in love. Share it in love. I coached football my whole life, and I loved men harshly. Do you understand that? Do you understand that? That I loved men harshly. And at the end of the day, when I went home and I laid my head on my pillow at night, I knew that I had to have done everything that day to make those young guys who were in my, under my control be prepared. So on Friday night, when things got tough, they were able to push through and do what was required of them to do. But you go to church today, and they rub you on the back and pat you on the back and tell you what a brave little Christian you are, when in fact, you're in a freaking war. Amen. And there's casualties everywhere you look. Amen. Amen. Oh, no, you don't have to amen. I'm I'm pondering where I'm going to. Oh. I've, I've made this. I've made this decision in my own life. Okay, in my own life. You looking at me? I'm going to embrace the hate. I'm going to embrace the hate. Yep. 
Because the truth of the matter is, Almighty God, the King of Kings, Jehovah Jireh, the Alpha and the Omega, is the most perfectly balanced creature, if you could even use that term, in the entire universe. And we have turned him into a sissified mama's boy, when in fact he's a perfectly balanced love and hate guy. Perfectly balanced. Because why? Oh, I wrote it down here. We have it on the t-shirts. Truth sounds like hate. I tell you why? Because truth don't feel good. Mm. It don't feel good. And we're in this, we're in this, uh, we're in this paradigm. We're living in this world in which we have been taught by whomever. Evil men, the Bible says, have crept in unawares. And they've changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creation rather than the creator, right? And so what do we do? We will not share the truth of the gospel of the kingdom with people for fear of offense. Somebody say amen. We're, amen. F- we're afraid to, we're afraid to make yeah. somebody mad. And so, mm. you, so then you don't have any problem when you walk into your church and the next thing you know, there's a homosexual up there in your choir. Because why? Who are you to judge, honey? Who are you to judge? God loves everybody. Well, that's, <laughs> that sounds good, but that ain't true. That ain't true. Hang on with me. Hang on with me. Pull up hate. Pull up. It just says hate. Hate. I went to Webster's Dictionary. Went to Webster's. I said, what's hate? What's the theme today? I'm embracing the hate, by the way. I'm embracing it. Hate. To dislike greatly. To have a great aversion to. It expresses less than abhor, detest, and abominate, unless pronounced with a peculiar emphasis. So hate is just uh, the nice way of saying abhor, detest, abomination. You get it? That is the proper uh, feel-good message of abominate. (laughs) So, no, we can't say God's, that's abominable, so we just say hate. We just say hate. How long will fools hate knowledge? Blessed are you when men shall hate you. Roman tyrant was contented to be hated if he was feared. In scripture, it signifies to love less. Huh? Do you get do you get that? Do you get what I just said to you there? To hate means to love less. And by the way, I don't hate people, but I hate what they do. Do you, do you see it, right? I don't hate homosexuals. I hate homosexuality. I don't hate transgenders. I actually feel sorry for them, but I hate transgenderism. Is anybody picking it up? Is it, does anybody want to go on a journey with me where we embrace the hate? When we once again begin to love the things the Lord loves and hate the things the love the Lord hates. And what is hate? Why hate is what is it? It's a, uh, it expresses less than abhor, detest, and abominate. And what's the weapon they always throw at us? Huh? Oh, you're hate. You're a hater. You're a hater. 
it's my psychosis. I'm going to get into that here in a second. Any man who comes to me and hateth not his father and mother. That I'd say that's the problem is in the world, isn't it? Mothers and fathers hating their children and children. Hey, no, 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 no. It's to dislike less, to dislike more than, oh, anybody picking it up, what I'm saying? Anybody get it? Anybody get it? He that spareth the rod hateth his son. No, no, no. I spare the rod because I love my son, right? I love my son. So I don't want to spank him because I love him. But the Bible says if you don't spank him, you hate him. What it says, hates an ounce, great dislike or aversion. I hate. Oh, wait a minute. Did I say that, Lord? I hate all workers of iniquity. Why can I say that? Because he said it. He said it. You sitting down? It's time to embrace the hate, folks. It's time to embr- not to run from it. When they call you a hater, you all say, daggone right I am. <laughs> you daggone right I am. I hate what drug addiction does to people. I hate what alcoholism does to people. I hate what adultery does to families. You're damn right I hate it. Pray for them, brother. Pray for them. I do. I pray they get driven to their knees. I pray the Lord drives them to their knees and then saves them. That's what I pray. Anybody with me? Am I out here alone? No wonder people tune in and out, right? Because this is the opposite message that you're hearing in the church. Boom! Amen. Yeah. So I see some kid out there being drawn into homosexuality, and I show the love of Jesus to him by ignoring it. Right? That ain't love. (laughs) That ain't love? What? If I see your kid, your little child, getting ready to eat, Dog poop. Am I going to let him do it? No, I hate I hate kids eating dog poop. I hate it. Oh, so you, you hate dog poop? No, no, I don't hate dog poop. I hate people eating dog poop. I want them to not eat dog poop. I hate it when they do that. Right, right? But see, they, they have associated any form of judgment with hate. And you know what we should do? We should embrace the hate. Say, yes, I do hate adultery. I agree with you. I do. I, I do. You're right, I do. I do. I do hate gambling. Yeah. Because, see, every sin, I don't know, wake you up here on Monday morning, last day of winter, wake you up here. Do you know that every, well, maybe you don't know this. Everything the Lord hates is attached to a person. It's a person that commits adultery. It's a person that commits sin. And by the way, when the great judgment day comes, God doesn't throw the sin into hell. He throws the sinner into hell. Yes or no? Yes or no? Yes. Oh. Oh. What are they telling us all the time everywhere you look? Don't judge. Who are you to judge? Oh, hate, hate. Okay, so does God hate some things? Pull them up there, Spencer, or Hunter, or Jonathan, whoever the heck you are this morning. Well, seven th- there's only seven things he hates. There's more than seven, but this would be a good place to start, wouldn't it? Proverbs, what? He hates arrogance, haughty eyes. Make his a little bit bigger, John, if you can. I don't always like got questions, okay, but it was pretty good today. 
God hates uh, describes a feeling of pride looking down on others. He hates that proud look. When we begin to think of ourselves more highly than we should, God doesn't like that. You with me? He doesn't like that. Now, I don't know if you know this or not. A haughty eyes are in the head of a person. <laughs> All right? <laughs> the eyes are in the person. He doesn't hate the eyes. He hates a lying tongue. A lying tongue is one that speaks falsely, knowingly and willingly, with an intention to deceive others. So God hates our congressmen and sinners. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Amen. God, amen. Hey, God amen. hates amen. Joe Biden. God Ooh. hates Joe Biden. Can Joe Biden be saved? He can be saved. But right now he hates because he's got a lying tongue. God hates uh, 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 Anderson Cooper. He hates him. Hey, folks, we've got to embrace the hate. Why would we tell Anderson Cooper that God loves him when he clearly doesn't? Does anybody think I'm crazy? Because, see, this is how evil men have crept in unaware and have changed the truth of God. That's in in Jude, isn't it? Pull up Jude real quick, John. Because some of you, you've been in Uncle, Uncle Billy Bob's church too long. What? For there are certain men, beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you the common salvation, it was needful for me. He said, you're all going out getting saved, at right and left, going to these, you're walking the aisle and you're saying, saying the prayers. He said, look, it became, I've been watching this. It became needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you better earnestly contend for the faith because they're giving you a different gospel, boys and girls. Because why? Because there are certain men crept in unaware who are behold, before of old ordained to this condemnation, they were ungodly men who said that homosexuality was okay and that a homosexual could be a minister and a homosexual could sing in the choir. And they said that to kill a baby would be okay. See, these are ungodly men who've, who've, who've uh, ordained God for this condemnation. They've what? Turned the grace of God. God loves everybody into lasciviousness, which is uncontrolled behavior. Look up lasciviousness, John. They turn the grace of God. God's grace is sufficient. God forgives. But because we know God forgives, we go ahead and do it anyway. We go ahead and do it because God forgives. Lasciviousness is what? Looseness, irregular indulgences of animal desires wantonness, lustfulness, tendency to excite lust and promote irregular indulgences. Anybody have any idea what some of that might be? And what did he, what did he, Jude, warn us of? That evil men were going to creep in and they were going to teach you that you can go ahead and do that and get away with it because God loves everybody. Huh? Oh, man. Give me a thumbs up. Somebody make those things go up on my screen, will you? It makes me, it reinforces that. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, right, right. This is this is the message of the modern church. Message of the modern church. You know, somebody told me the other, uh, this weekend, I was talking about it, and I said, you know, uh, some pastors, uh, they, they say stuff about me that's not true. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. And one guy said, I can't remember who it was, it doesn't matter. One guy said, oh, yeah, my my pastor told, pulled me aside and told me, I better be careful hanging around you. You believe that? You believe that? Better be careful. Hey, you keep hanging around that coach, and you'll you'll be you'll be fighting for truth. We can't have that going on here. <laughs> oh 
I can laugh through it, right? I can laugh through it. Okay, so let's go back to Jude. Go back to Mr. Jude here. <clears throat> so evil men have crept in unaware who were before of old ordained to this come. That it was a job. It was a job that they were granted. What? They had to turn the grace of God into a into debauchery. Die, denying the only Lord God. And listen, folks. Jesus Christ died on that cross to forgive you of your sins, <clears throat> not so you could continue to do it. Now, we know this, that if you fall into sin, we have an advocate with the Father. We understand through repentance, we can go back and be forgiven of it. But did you ever, guys ever have this conversation with your dad, which I had with my dad? Did he ever say, uh, I ain't telling you no more? Anybody ever have that one? Your dad said, that's, that's, I'm not telling you, I'm not telling you again. Don't do that again. And I'm telling you, that's the attitude of the Lord. Lord says, okay, I'm going to forgive you this time, but don't you do that again. And if you continue to do that, you trample his sacrifice under your feet. Anybody think I'm nuts? Huh? It won't, it won't fill a church. But it's the truth, Right? So evil men have crept in. They've changed the truth of God into life. So as a result, here's what we have. <clears throat> I got some notes here. Bear with me a second. We have the death of conscience. We have the death, the death of conscience right in front of us. So that'd have been a good place for some thumbs to go up because that's at the heart of it. See, and see, the conscience is related to punishment. Hmm. If you, if your conscience bothers you and you ignore it, we call that a seared conscience. Jonathan, go back to Mr. Webster and look up seared, S-E-A-R-E, seared. What's it say? Burnt on the furface. What's a furface? Cauterized, hardened. So some of you have a seared conscience because your conscience bothers you and your pastor tells you it's okay because Jesus forgives. It's under the blood, brother. It's under the blood. And after a while, you say, well, hell, if it's under the blood, it feels good to do it, right? That's the message of the modern American church to a degree. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm overemphasizing, right? Over a degree. So when I when so when I when I come onto the scene and I scream and holler and yell like this, those those gracie sissified, I, the pastor says it's all right, coach. Just too harsh. He's just too harsh, huh? Well, where do you face that dude's got eyes as a flame of fire, <laughs> coming back on a white horse and in righteousness he's judging and make war. You better hope you're standing in the right in the right line, baby. You better, huh? Oh, he ain't coming back for him, huh? Why is he coming back, Jonathan? Is that is that twenty one eight? Is that Revelation twenty one? Hmm? I think it is. I think it is Revelation twenty one. Huh? And I saw heaven and earth do pass away, blah, 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 and, and, blah, blah, and I saw a great boy. Keep going, going down, huh? There it goes. Oh yeah. Hmm. Mm. And he sat upon the throne, and he that come. No, keep going, keep going, going. No, keep going. Where does it say? And then I saw heavens open. Uh, uh, no. Be all riding on a white horse. There it is. No? No? Where is that? Because there's some people who never heard it before. 
comes back on the right horse and righteousness he judges and makes war. Man, oh man, oh man. And we're sitting around talking about the talking about the rapture, getting out of here. Okay, I'm not done yet. So we have a death of conscience in America. Death of conscience. And there it is. Thank you, John. And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. And he's coming back in righteousness to judge and make war. He ain't coming back like Santa Claus. You realize that he sacrificed his son? How would you feel if you sacrificed your son to watch people go around and trample all over? The wrath of God is revealed against all. That's Romans 1. Right? Huh? His eyes are a flame of fire and his head were many crowns and a name written that no one knew but himself. And his clothes was, and he was clothed in a vesture dipped in blood. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white clean. And out of his mouth goes a sharp sword that with it he should love the people of the world. He so loved the poor. God so loved the world. He's coming back on a horse and handing out medals, participation medals. No, he's coming back to smite the nations. Yeah, oh yeah, he is. And he shall rule them with a rod of all, with a feather duster, right? He's going to rule them with a feather duster. He's going to tread on the wine presses of the fierceness and the wrath of Almighty God. Do you understand what the wine press does? Do you understand that the wine press pushes that grapes so much that every drop of wine is out of it? Every drop. And that's what he's going to do. He's going to come back. He's going to tread on that wine press with the fierceness and the wrath of Almighty God. Oh, my, 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 my. He hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Wow. Okay, now I'm gonna I'm gonna switch gears. It's golly, it's been 34 minutes. I see guys, I want to get you in here. But you gotta I gotta show you this. Okay. Go to um did I say about the things hate? Oh yeah, I, I didn't get all <laughs> golly, I've been all over the place. Go back there real quick, John. I'm not gonna read all of them. I'll put it in the chat and you can read it. Seven things that the Lord hates. There are more, by the way. He hates hands that shed innocent blood. We shot any killing any babies around here. By the way, you guys looking at me? He doesn't hate my hands. My hands are connected to me. My hands make me guilty. He hates a heart that devises wicked things. He hates feet that run, that are quick to rush into evil. I, I don't know about you guys. I go wherever my feet take me. Do you guys do? Say, well, coach, he doesn't hate people. No, no, he just hates their feet. Huh? You're smarter than that. He hates a false witness who pour out lies, including those guys standing in the pulpit that are the same things. Under the unction they claim of God and teaching lies. He hates that, dude. And he hates men who stir up dissension. Amongst brothers. Bob Evans was there this weekend. Bob, was there any dissension at all this weekend? Huh? There's no dissension in that room this weekend. Not much. Huh? Not much. Uh -uh. 
Well, we we may have disagreements over this and over that, but uh, we're, we're unified. Okay. Yep. You might want to study those things. But one more thing. Can I throw it up there? No, I'll open it up. So here's what we're dealing with. The death of conscience. Psychosis. We're, we're dealing with a mass psychosis. And I'm, so I thought I'd better look it up. What is a psychosis? I could let Paul talk about it. He's a lot more learned than the rest of us in this area. A psychosis is, is a condition that affects the way your brain processes information. Hey, Jonathan, you don't have to do this. Uh, this is voodoo science. You can look up psychosis in Webster's 1828 dictionary. It ain't there. <laughs> it ain't there. This is probably something created by Sigmund Freud for a spiritual condition. Are you with me here? So psychosis, it causes you to lose touch with reality. You think you you got to, you have the penis and you think you're a woman. You lost trust with reality. You might see, hear, or believe things that aren't real. Hey, anybody say that's America? Did anybody out there say that other than me? Psychosis is a symptom, not an illness. It can be triggered by by a mental illness or a physical injury illness or substance abuse or extreme stress or disorder. Psychotic disorders like schizophrenia involve psychosis that usually affects you the first time in your late teens, yada, yada. So psychosis is what? Believing things that are not true. Do we have mass psychosis in America? Now, it's spiritual. But see, science doesn't believe in God. So I would say that person's not psychotic. I'd say they're possessed. Somebody give me a thumbs up. They're not psychotic. They're possessed. If you if you have a dinger and you think you're a woman, dude, you're, you're, there's, there's something seriously wrong with you, see. But what's happened to the rest of us through mass psychosis and programming, they've told us we're the crazy ones. We're crazy because we say you're not that. Go back to the top. Go back to the top of that, Jonathan. What's a psychosis? A condition that affects the way your brain processes information. It causes you to lose touch with reality. You might see, hear, or believe things that aren't real. It's a perverted spirit. It's a perverted spirit. It's an influence of something that is absolutely controlled. How can how can millions, literally millions and millions and millions and millions of Christians think that an unborn baby is not alive? How can you possibly think that? How could how could a clear thinking Christian person ever think that a man is a woman? Psychosis. Strong delusion. Strong delusion. And they're doing it to us on a mass scale. Okay, look, I see y'all want to get in. I got to get this in there. One more thing. Give me uh, give me one more. Oh, boy, I got, I got some more. We, I want to embrace the hate. I'm, I'm officially embracing hate this morning. When people call me a hater, I'm going to say, Daggum, finally you got it. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I love people. I hate what they do. Huh? I'm saying it again. I love people, but I hate what they do. And not only do I hate what they do, so is the Lord. And you better be worried because he, uh, 
Those people going around telling you how much Jesus loves you, they're lying to you, dudes. <laughs> they're lying to you. He wants to love you. His love's available to you. Whosoever will, whosoever, God so loved the world that whosoever, you don't love everybody. Boy, that's an earth-shaking statement, isn't it? Huh? When's the last time you heard that from your six-foot icicle standing in the pulpit? Say, Coach, boy, you're hard on pastors. They're teaching you damn lies. Okay, I'm going to show you about three minutes of a clip, and then I'm going to put it in the chat. I want you guys to watch this, okay? Pour up, Spencer. It's, I'm sorry, Jonathan, mass psychosis. It's a little YouTube video. And, folks, I want you, if you get a chance later on today, this is this is fascinating. So I'm going to uh, – this I'm just going to play this for just about two minutes, and I'll put it in the chat, and then I'll open it up and let you jump in. Go ahead, John. After school presentation was written and narrated by Academy of Ideas. Check out their YouTube channel for more of their videos. The masses have never thirsted after truth. They turn aside from evidence that is not to their taste, preferring to deify error if error seduced them. Whoever can supply them with illusions is easily their master. Whoever attempts to destroy their illusions is always their victim. Wow. You can stop right there. You can just stop right there. Is that it? Is that it? Scroll down a little bit so I can read that again. Gustav Le Bon said that. The masses, the masses have never thirsted after the truth. They turn aside from evidence that is not to their taste, preferring to deify their error and let that error seduce them. And so whoever can supply them with illusions is easily their masters. And whoever attempts to destroy their illusions is always their victim. Go ahead, man. Carl Jung, the greatest threat to civilization lies not with the forces of nature, nor with any physical disease but with our inability to deal with the forces of our own psyche. We are our own worst enemies, or as the Latin proverb puts it, man is a wolf to man. In Civilization in Transition, Jung states that this proverb is a sad yet eternal truism, and our wolf-like tendencies come most prominently into play at those times of history when mental illness becomes the norm rather than the exception in a society a situation which Jung termed a psychic epidemic. Indeed, it is becoming ever more obvious, he writes, that it is not famine, not earthquakes, not microbes, not cancer, but man himself, who is man's greatest danger to man, for the simple reason that there is no adequate protection against psychic epidemics, which are infinitely more devastating than the worst of natural catastrophes. Okay, put it in In the chat. Leave it right there a second. Think about where we are in America. It's not famine. It's not earthquakes. It's not microbes or cancer. But man's, man himself, who's man's greatest danger. To man, for the same simple reason that there is no adequate protection against psychic. Uh, we just talk about psychosis, right? There is no cure for the brain that's going awry. Right? You with me? And it's more... Uh, Infinitely more devastating than the most natural of catastrophes, worst of catastrophes, which is why the Lord said, what? Take captive every thought. Thoughts lead to behaviors. Thoughts lead to actions. 
Actions lead to habits. Habits lead to truth, even though it's not truth, right? Hmm? That's why a man can call himself a homosexual, created homosexual, and claim to serve the Lord. Amen. It's a psychosis. It's an unbelievable, great deception. All right. Uh, I could go on. Go ahead, Reggie. Come on in then, Paul. Thank you, Coach. You know, you speak of the weakness of man. You know, I have to say this is I'm just going to speak about this group because the rest of the world knows I hate them. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I I have to you don't even know the spiritual and mental exercise I have to do to prepare myself to come into this queue. Not because of you, Coach. When people like Stephanie, <laughs> Paul and I sit in here and, and I'm not this is going to sound like I'm insulting everybody, but it's hard for people who understand what we're really up against to listen to the pansy ass verbiage that goes on in here. And the reason we come back is we're praying for everybody and trying really hard to get them to just grasp an ounce of what we're trying to say. Like they don't understand. They think that they're entertaining this Holy spirit. They think they're that everybody's your friend. And you know, most of the people in here, I wouldn't want on my side of this war that I know I'm involved in every single day. I see a human. And the first thing I think of is you're going to have to prove to me that you're not of the fallen. So there, when I speak truth to somebody in this queue, or we try to speak up in the, in the chat or on the sidebars, we're slighted. But what's going on is those people that don't even get it, they think they're doing spiritual warfare, are enabling the spirits to remain. That's what you said. It's the minds, men against men. These, the, you know, the ones that claim that God is their savior and Jesus is their savior, they're not understanding. And they need to understand what we're up against or they're not going to fight. I will tell you, they will crumble. We have got to build them up to understand. And they need to listen to other people. Not just me. I'm not the expert. But when people tell you things and you go, you have to be nice, Reggie. You know what I do? And you guys don't see it. I flip you off. Like, I'm pissed. You've got to grow an understanding of what we're truly up against. It is so wicked and beyond your comprehension. And you think that you're going to be able to take it on and you will crumble. If anything has come at you that came at me, came at Stephanie, came at Paul and a bunch of others that I know that are quiet in here. You, that's, that it's, you have to speak truth, coach. You have yeah. to build them up. Amen. Amen. That's what, that's what we try to do. See, look, folks, it's a, is it a battleship or a love boat? This thing we call the gospel of Jesus Christ. Is it a love boat or a battleship? And most of Christianity teaches us what? It's a love boat. It's a love boat. And we're at war. And you know, I look at some of the things that go on around me, people I know, situations they find themselves into. And I just, I said this to Michelle yesterday or two days ago. I can't remember what it was. I said, uh, man, if they would just submit to the Lord, all of that mess in their life would go away. It would all go away if they just submitted to the Lord. If they just did what the Lord said to do. Don't lie. Don't covet. Don't steal. Don't commit it. If you just did those four things, think of the problems that would go away. Amen, coach. But we don't preach that. So. Amen. Preach that. And so there are people who are Oh, Lord. Jesus, sorry, I, I, this is straight from the throne room, okay? When Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, we could go there. I'm not going to take time to go there. 
Lazarus. Jesus goes to Lazarus's two sisters. And they said, oh, Jesus, if you'd been here, he wouldn't have died. And Jesus said, well, he's not dead. He's just asleep. He said, where is he? Where, where is he? And they took him down there. And he goes to the tomb. And he's, Jesus says, to God, Father, I know you hear me. Huh? He says, let's get this boy out of here. And they roll away the stone. And Jesus says, Lazarus, come forth. And the Bible says he came walking out bound in grave clothes. And does anybody know what Jesus said next? Anybody know what Jesus said next? He said to take the clothes off of him. Loose him and let him go. Jesus didn't loose him. Jesus didn't loose him. Jesus rose him from the dead. And then he said to all those religious folks around him, now it's up to you. Get those grave clothes off of him. You loose him. Let him go. Amen. Church doesn't do that anymore. Church, oh, thank you, Lord. The church wraps grave clothes around you. Binds up your wounds. Rather than getting victory over it. Man, no wonder people hate me. Paul, go ahead. Uh, I love your right to anger, Coach. Um, I need you, you need to understand a little bit about Carl Jung. And if you look on my website, you'll see uh, a quote that I've used from the very beginning. It's called, Only the Injured Physician Heals. That's a double entendre. Uh, if you don't know what that is, please look it up, uh, McCoy, McCoy, before you talk. Anyway, um, what I'm trying to say here is that Carl Jung, was psychotic for several years. Well, I'm not, I didn't bring him up to, Paul, I didn't no, bring no, him up no, to no, honor no, him. No, no, okay. He's right. He's right. Okay. I'm trying to tell you, he's right. Okay. And I, the way I kind of put this is he was, um, he had a spirit in him, coach. I'm telling you right now, he had a spirit. He wrote the Red Book. Okay. Very few scholars can read that book and even understand it. Mm-hmm. I I encourage anybody who wants to go down that rabbit hole, go down that rabbit hole, but be very careful. And I'm I'm also going to say, Reggie, I love you. Okay, so look, here's the point that I want. Thanks, Paul. Here's the point I want to make. Carl Jung was the godfather of modern psychiatry to a degree, right, Paul? He was. And what is he saying? He is saying, hey, folks, you better be careful because this mass psychosis is going to overtake you. Maybe he didn't understand it as a spiritual condition, but it is the heart of psychiatry, and they ignore it today. It's why physicians kill babies. I'm telling you right now, this is what's happening. So we have to... I'm telling you, we have to use their own weapons against them. George, come on in. Carl Jung didn't know God. Were you there when they rolled away the stone? Ooh. I I want to talk about raw. I want to talk about raw emotion. Thank you, Clay. I put in the chat 20 minutes ago. About 20 minutes ago. We got to put that up on the screen. What they're doing to us, what they're doing to me, what they're, they're trying to kill us. This is raw emotion. If you could please put that up on the screen, you'll see it. Jonathan, you got to look in the chat. I think you put it in the chat. George's all fired up because he learned how to work in the chat this week and we taught him how to get in there. Is that what you want? The cry heard around the world? 
screams out. Amen. They my Amen. Uh-huh. Amen. So, so George, it's a mass psychosis, meaning what? They convinced everybody to take the jab, and then when they died, not connected to the jab, <laughs> right? That's my psychosis, right? It's right? it's that girl right there, that girl. And thank you, Clay. You want to play that? You mean? That's right. You, should we, you how long is it? Do we know? One oh, minute. I know what it is. So- hey, okay, so I heard this before. Okay, it's only a minute. Hey, folks, maybe some bad language. Okay, maybe some bad language. Uh, but this little girl doesn't have mass psychosis. She, uh, she's not, she's not a, uh, what Russell Limbaugh called a, a mind-numbed robot. Isn't that what Russ used to call them? Mind-numbed robots. Go ahead. Play it. Oh, anybody heard about Kristen the Piston? Anybody heard about how my father was murdered with remdesivir? Has anybody heard about how the hospital called me and blamed me and my mom? Because we weren't vaccinated and that was the reason he died? Anybody heard about how they put my dad on palliative care and they never turn, fed him? Turn it off now because she's going to start. Cut, stop it. She's going to start cussing like a sailor and I'm not. I'm just not going to have to do it. You get the point though, right? She doesn't have mass psychosis. She doesn't have it. She says, I looked what they did to my dad and they went in there and they killed my dad. And I don't care what they tell me. I saw it with my own two eyes. They killed my daddy. You get it, folks? You get it? And what are we to, what are we in America? Oh Lord, what are we in the church conditioned to do? Shut your mouth and lie. Don't Amen. tell them the truth. Yes or no? Mm. Yeah. And so what do we have? I wrote it down here to start it off. The first thing I wrote down this morning, we have the death of conscience. We have the death of conscience. Your conscience bothers you. You don't care. I ain't going to say anything about it. I, I say something about hell, just piss them off. I ain't going to go. I ain't going to say it. Yeah, amen? Yeah, amen it is. Wow. I'm stuck. Somebody come on in here. No wonder they don't like it, huh? No wonder they don't like it, right? No, no wonder. Hey. I'm not going to say that. Thank you, Lord. I won't say it. Nobody wants it. You want me to just go on? Nobody. I can. I got more kind of stuff I can throw. Keep up. going, Coach. Keep going. Go ahead. Hey, thanks for Chad for coming all the way out here. By the way, love you, Chad, man. Hey, that dude's all in, baby. That dude's all in. And let, let me tell you. Let me tell you this, folks. Let me tell you this. You better bone up because there are things coming that you ain't going to believe. Hey, even if you believe in the rapture, I'm telling you, there is stuff coming that you are not going to believe. Boom. If you aren't toughened up, if just me yelling at you makes you upset, Amen. you are in a world of hurt, baby. Amen. Come on in, Rochelle. Thanks, Coach. Good morning, team. Um, speak, speaking of the, the mass formation psychosis, there, okay, these people who are getting these trans men and trans women who are getting these bottom surgeries, um, it's not just them that, that are out of their minds. Now, the, not only has the medical community jumped on board with this and using it as a way to make tons of money, they're also feed, more than feeding into this lie. They're, okay, these men who have transitioned to a, you can't transition to a woman, who have pretended to transition. Of course you can't. Now, now they have pretend, they're actually saying, okay, make sure you get your cervix. 
checks and get pap smears and get this is like insane that doctors are telling men to get their cervix checked and get pap smears it's insane they've all lost their minds <laughs> no 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 we've lost our minds that's the point you're we're normal right we're having a normal reaction to these psychotic people Yes, and those psychotic people are telling you what? You're the crazy. Okay, hang on. Pull up. Oh, man, I got to get in there. In the trenches. Pull that up there real quick. This is another one. I just cut, popped this out of nowhere today. Uh, move. Uh, okay, this guy shows up. Put it at 1.5. I'll give you about four minutes of it, then we'll put it in the chat. This guy shows up where the homos are. Huh? Go ahead, play it. on my property, then I'll have you arrested. How so? Okay. Because I'll trespass. So you don't know basic laws. I would be getting trespassed. I wouldn't get arrested. Scroll ahead. I don't need an introduction. Scroll ahead. Scroll ahead. These lovely people are letting us in the bus. Y'all are awesome. A homo. Let's go. We're in the drag bus. This is where sexualized events take place. Down Broadway, guys. We're in the drag bus. This is awesome. I just want to confess real quick. I just want to confess real quick. I'm a Republican. Please don't hurt me. I know. I just want to confess because I feel like you guys are my only friends right now. And everyone here despises me. So I just wanted to confine in you guys. I'm a Republican. Don't tell Hang on a minute. We brought you out here. I get, look, I'll put this. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Fascist. Yeah. I'm against fascism too. Yeah. Nazis suck. Nazis suck. Well, so fascism. Christians? Christo fascists. Such as? Do you not know what Christofascism is? Please define that for me. It's when uh, someone takes the religion, uh, like Christians take religion such as Christianity to apply hate on the marginalized communities. What would you consider hate? What would you consider hate? Well, hate's a very strong word, and I think preserving children's innocence is a lot different than hate. Um, in what regard are you talking about? Because absolutely, children deserve to uh, grow up in a nice, enriching environment with their innocence preserved. Yeah, I agree. But the issue is like drag queens, the reason they're being targeted no, is because it's inherently right sexual. Because you won't because I'm the one leading this conversation. Exist. It's inherently trans sexual. Queer families exist. It's a very safe, enriching environment. So can I ask you, why do you think the suicide rate is so high for the LGBT? Children wants to. The do Trevor what? Project states that queer suicide rates are at an all-time high. Yeah, but the question is why. Having laws if we could right get to now. the root of why, I think we would be changing minds. Queer people. These laws are killing people. Do you pray for queer people? I do. Do you love queer people? I do. Do you know Jesus would hate what the fuck you're doing right now? You just curse. Jesus would not like that. Jesus actually loves everyone. He does. Jesus loves me no matter if I curse. Jesus loves me if I'm queer. He does. But the difference is you won't be accepted Jesus into the kingdom trans of God. Children. Jesus loves everyone. Jesus says trans rights. Jesus loves everyone. So Mark 16, 15 says, go out to the world and preach the gospel to all of creation. That's what I'm doing. So Jesus would be very proud, actually. No, Jesus would say fuck you because Jesus was a Taoist and he was a communist. How so? In the Ten Commandments, it says thou shalt not covet. That goes against socialism. Jesus was a socialist. I just told you a factual scriptural proof that Jesus is not a socialist. Okay, Are you a history professor? Would you mind taking a quick word? I, I, I okay, can't we can I stop it. Put it in the chat because it's fascinating to watch, folks. And again, listen, this dude, I don't know who he is. He knows the scripture and he destroys every, oh, casting down imaginations and every high and lofty thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And I got to ask you this. I just got to ask you this. Have they taught you to do this in your church? Boom. See you tomorrow.